All right, so you had mentioned about this class and the biases um, that were brought out by this uh, professor. Right. Um, I'm just interested, curious. Um, you said everyone has biases. Did you walk into class knowing this, or what was your reaction when you first heard that? So I... Uh... I can answer this with a story. Um, so our first day of class, uh, or it was like in our first week, you know, you still getting to know everybody and all that. Um, he had uh, all of us, he cut us all like tiny pieces of paper, no bigger than the note, um, but, you know, like a sticky note. And um, you were supposed to write like your favorite music genre, your favorite book, like just a couple things about you. And um, we took them all, balled them up, and uh, we like broke off into teams almost. It was like every corner had a team in it. And everybody put their paper in the middle of the room. And then like one person walked over and got the paper. Like you picked up a paper and then you brought it back to your team. And so you're supposed to stand with your team and figure out who from the other group's paper it was that you had picked up. And so, um, you know, we start going through the exercise and you start seeing different types of genres of music. You start to look at people's clothes and you start to look at what people are like wearing and their hair and all those things. And you're trying to make this assumption about a person you're trying to make a, I guess, educated assumption about a person based off of what you see. And so I think I learned like from, I think that was like the second day or like sometime in the first week of class. But from that moment on, I realized like, dang, we all got biases because you just hear the answers that come out. And I'm like, I'm a black guy, but I'm really into country music and nobody, like, Ooh. I think my favorite, I think, yeah. <laughs> but like, nobody picked up my, like, nobody picked me. Nobody even thought that, like, nobody even looked at me or thought it was me. Oh, really? And it's like, yeah. And those are the things that you see, like, you're like, dang, I, di I didn't realize that, like, I, I was this biased about this thing, like the certain thing. I didn't realize I was so, you know, stuck in my thoughts about this. Um, until you start to see how your biases play out in the world, so. Yeah, that's one of the things, too, because people really don't, a lot of times, sit down and get to know you. Right. Uh, you know, they form opinions, they go on stereotypes. Uh, you never know what someone has heard or learned through their culture growing up in their neighborhood, in their home, uh, in their surroundings, and that transcends all colors. Right. Right. You know, so that was something I remember. I still am shocked today. Uh, just certain biases uh, that a lot of people have that you would just never think. I am a uh, a tall, dark, and handsome black man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But a lot of people are just afraid of the height. Right. You know. So even if I let's say approach someone, let's say if I'm trying to say. Hey, watch out! They, they, they. I see fear on the face a lot of times. Right. So that's that's interesting. That class, and also, you know, we live in a society that is it purposely throws out stereotypes all the time. So even if I don't get to know people, I will go on what I focus my attention on. Right. You, you're looking for cues. And that's that's one of the things that we learned as well in that class is that, like, 
it's not i think like whenever we hear the word bias we automatically think negative about it we're like all right that's a negative thing like this is like my bias is probably something against somebody else but like our brain like i think a lot of people don't understand this and i'm like nerd out for a second because i'm like all about psychology but um our brain like biologically is built and designed to like help us be more efficient so like one of the ways that it does that is through schemas and schemas is like the shortcut that your brain makes um like you you like see the stove is hot so we associate like hotness with the color red because you know the coils on the old school stoves and if you touch that one time you'll never forget the color red with hot like you'll never forget those two but um it's like that's how our brain like it's the same way in social interactions and so our brain like comes into the social interaction you meet a new person and like for me um, unfortunately, with me being a black guy, a lot of people think that you know basketball is my number one interest. So like I'll be, yeah, <laughs> so I'll be like, yeah. fried chicken. <laughs> right, um, but, barbecue yeah, so, chicken, barbecue chips, <laughs> right, anything else, right? No, okay. But uh, and a but um, <laughs> but yeah, so me and my girlfriend were actually at a restaurant uh, downtown Wilmington, and a guy came up to me, and I had on Adidas pullover. And um, he came up to me. He's like, uh, I'm gonna have to tell Mikey about that. And I was uh, Michael Jordan, being from Wilmington, right, and right. like, that's always the talking point. But I know for a fact, like he, and I'm making an assumption by saying this, but I'm 90% sure that he only said that. You know, he only made the comments that he made towards me about Michael Jordan because I am a black guy and I was wearing, you know, what appeared to be basketball apparel. <laughs> and um, and it's not it was because you saw you dunk a ball. Yeah, I had no basketball near me, but <laughs> Mr. Yeah, but, but Mr. Nikos even talks about that. He says that like one of the things that he hates is that like whenever people come up to him and use these kind of like social cues that they've learned, and he's like people will always come up to him. And he's not into sports at all, but people will come up to him and say, you know, he's this tall black guy, probably like six four, six uh-huh. five. Okay. And uh, people will come up to him and they they'll ask him, do you play basketball or anything like that? And he says like, <laughs> no, nah, I play the saxophone. And that's his exactly. response. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I understand that totally what he's saying because um, again with our assumptions and biases I found out even sometimes let's say if someone asked me well have you did you play basketball no I played hockey I was the best player on the team right. you know I was the only black guy and I was the best player on the team <laughs> then they take offense not realizing that you you can only take offense um, no one can offend you. I can't offend you. You only take offense, number one. So not realizing that, you know, people choose sports either when it's introduced to them or if that's constantly being thrown in their face, a particular sport. And I say that intentionally because that is one of the things in this country that happens a whole lot. Right. If you break down each sport, look at your majority of people that play but also you have to look at and ask yourself okay how many times have I tried out this sport and not labeled it as being particular to a particular race or something like that see that's ignorance and that is bias and again as a believers in Christ but even as a father and a mentor that comes in our lives those are some of the jobs that they will do to pull us back on track so that we will be a more more well-rounded people, person, let me say that, so that I'll recognize that. 
Right. And let me throw this in there too. It's that humility almost. Well, it is, but it's also recognizing that what sin has done to me apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. See, Jesus Christ not only comes to give us connection back to the Father God, but it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit and an encounter with God, if I allow him, he will deal, help me deal with my biases, my anger, my rejection that was happening in my life. See, as a believer, and I point this out specifically, don't get it twisted that I give my life to Christ, all my challenges that this life brings will go away. For some people, yes, I've heard people say, um, I don't drink anymore, I don't smoke anymore. That's great, that's a miracle, but the purpose of a mentor in my life or a brother coming alongside me, let me say that term, a more mature one is to help me walk out even things I may not know that are there. Right. And this is one of the ways, and I and I say it all the time, that God grows us up. And this way is he grows us up with a brother coming beside me. That's one. Another way is it's through community. Because a lot of times we don't see our biases. Some call them blinders. I don't see that. Right. So, and he, he does it through, uh, it could be through Bible study. It could be uh, through the church. It could be through um me serving in a particular area all of those things are very important so when you're mentoring someone else do not neglect to introduce those different uh ways which are good biblical ways because it's not just okay here here's the bible and you listen and duplicate me that is not jesus didn't do that okay jesus didn't do that and see that's one of the things that kills us because as we talked about earlier when I'm trying to do everything myself and be good I can get into pride number one and say well you know look you know I don't drink but this person drinks yeah but you, you have a porn addiction yeah okay well at least I go to church on Sunday yeah you do but you're ignorant of the scriptures for your life and you're really depressed okay so again it's not about me flashing my trophy versus your trophy it's about me submitting my life to Christ realizing that without him I'm in I'm in big trouble yeah I'm in big trouble so that's why I'm glad that you talked about the class and about biases um scripture if scripture even points that out if you look at uh the men that Jesus picked, they were not perfect men. No. He picked 12 guys. They weren't perfect. They weren't from the seminary. You had uh, Peter who always ran his mouth off. And have you ever read the story in the Bible where he almost got all of the disciples killed? Yeah. Right. Okay. He, what he did was, for people who don't know the story, when they came that night to arrest Jesus, for uh, high treason crime, 
you know, Peter was like, well, no, you ain't going to take my boy. And he pulled out his knife. And he <laughs> cut off, well, this is where my, this is the translation in my Bible. And he, uh, you know, he, he, hey, Peter was ride or die. Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> and he cut the, uh, a soldier's ear off. And, you know, Jesus held the soldier's ear right there. That was a miracle. He said, no, Peter, we're not going to do it this way. Well, the other side of that story is simply this here. People don't realize if this soldier who was already assaulted by Peter, if he would have died, that's just like today if I shoot a police officer. Right. So if I shoot a police officer, if you're standing there with me and five other guys, we all going to jail. Right. Now, back in those days, you would not only go to jail for assaulting an officer, but that was also worthy of death. Right. So here you got a man. Jesus is just trained for three years, and he almost got everybody killed in one moment. <laughs> you ever think yeah. about it that way? I never did. I think that emphasizes. He almost, yeah. he almost got everybody killed. <laughs> that quick. Right. So, you know, and, and see, that's why you have to remember this here. Not only did God make you, but also when you accept Christ, he comes in to live in you. He puts faith in your heart. He has a lot of confidence in you. Yeah. You're going to mess up. Peter messed up. Okay. Um, and he, he's still there every single time because that investment has already been placed in you and it's your job to add to your faith every single day and the scripture has already promised as long as we do that we'll never stumble or we'll never fall right yeah and I think something to add to that mm -hmm. um, is just that like I think so often and this is something that really stumbled me up like in that kind of high school age was that I couldn't do good like I, and I know I mentioned it earlier but like I always thought of myself as a good person and I'm like so performance driven yep. and so it was like yep. if That's I right. have a good week yeah it was like if I have a good week and I didn't feel like I committed a lot of sins that week and I didn't feel a lot of you know like I didn't feel horrible about myself and I'm like alright I'm doing good but if I was the opposite way then it was just like I kept digging into that hole because I was trying to get out and trying to do it on my own but it's not that like like if Jesus needed us to do it on our own, then he wouldn't have came and lost his life for us. Right. And so I, I think that like a lot of us forget that like the biggest part of following Christ, which I think you mentioned earlier, is just submission and surrenderance. And yes. it's like, God, I want, I need you. Not only do we want, but it's like, like we need him. I'm, I'm doing an devotion right now with a guy and um, like the verse today was from Ephesians 5 and that whole like section of Ephesians right there just, I think it's spitting out the straight fire, but one of the best things about it um, to me is just that like it really reflects and embodies that we need Jesus and that it's because of Jesus that we're able to even have access to this life of righteousness. Like it's not anything that we did, but it's through his grace that we're saved. So true. So true. Yeah. All right, man, I got to get out of here before I leave. Uh, tell us again, your name, your age and where you're from. Alright, uh, so I'm Latrell Hill, um, 24 years old, and I'm from Leland, North Carolina. Okay, Leland, North Carolina, y'all, that's a real place, okay? okay. <laughs> right. This is not a fairy tale that we just made up a name, okay? It's a real place. Alright, man. So, uh, hey, I want to thank you for uh, this, this interview, 
Yeah, and, thank you uh, for having me. Hey, no problem. And like I said, you know, tell your other friends um, about us, and uh, I'm going to send you our link, okay? All right, sounds good, man. All right, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate All you. All right, man. Have a good one. All right.